Well, I mean, I'm just... Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. It's one of them lives. Monday morning live. Live. You got Mike, you got Massey. What happening? What happened? Look at that. I feel like a DJ. I got my headphone over here. Actually, I just missed my ear. Here we go. I missed my ear. That's what I did. Welcome Put it on to the, the Self-Evident Podcast. That's right. I didn't realize I did that until I saw that. So now you put one hand on the ear yeah. and then the other one's open, right? That's what you're supposed to do. That's... I hear but not that's in, how not, you DJ. Sorry, I keep looking over here and I see myself on the TV, but it's because I'm looking at Isaiah. <laughs> like, man, he's just looking at me like, you're dummy. <laughs> Knock it off. Quit it. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, don't forget, you are in control of camera angles. So you're, you're on He's it. the man. He is. He's, he's doing it. it all today. Okay. So we're going to stop coaching live and we'll let you handle it. And when it's on my angle, then Massey can come over and whap you upside the head. So, don't call CPS. Come on, he's, he's basically <laughs> there. That's he's on top. He's of on it. top of it. All right, welcome. Um, just as a reminder and an announcement, technically, this will be our last live. Now we'll still be posting it at at the record time. All of that, but we're going to start pre-recording these. It makes it a little bit easier for us. So I just want to give you the heads up. But we are also going to try and be in the comments when we can. Yeah. But this frees us up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we will do know. lives. It'll probably yeah. be only yeah, maybe it once. it won't be the last live ever. No, no. It'll probably once, twice a month. And then it gives us an opportunity to do more live vlogs, more personal stuff. Uh, yeah. When we're thinking about things, we can go live in the studio or something like that with just us or something like that. So it'll, it'll actually give it more flair. But it's given us more ability to create content, to put stuff in the queue. Yep. Um, it gives us the ability to cut things up and really title them the way we need to. Because a lot of the times when we're doing a podcast, he'll give me a title <laughs> and we'll go off the stream. And so, and it's good. It's good content, but it gives us the ability to cut that part and bless people and just say, hey, this is, you know, yep. the title. And so it makes it more uh, on that vein. So it's just going to help us with, um, we're trying to figure out this whole algorithm thing and like how the whole thing works. So we're going to try something a little bit different, but yeah, we're going to keep, sorry, I'm making posts. Real quick, <clears throat> well, so. he's easy. He's not even in the game when he's live. He's just making posts. He's just, he's just posting when he wants to. Yeah. No, I'm, pretty not mad. Much. I'm not mad at him for it. I don't care. But anyways, so um, <laughs> it's been a good couple of days. I mean, I've been struggling with this here. Yeah. It's time to knock it out. Oh, dang it. I just it yeah. It, it's, the- it's, it's one of those things that. Kind of hit me for the last two weeks. Can't get rid of her. You know what I mean? Got to go buy me some horse dewormer. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is people can't get it. And it's super expensive now. Oh, go figure. At first, you try to ban it, but now you're going to so profit our, off our of phys- it. Our physician. I have I, fingers. Our physician, I text her and I said, hey, can I get some ivermectin? She said, yeah, go down to the pharmacy down the road. So yeah, I was like, just go. I went down there. I think I told you. I show up. They go, you know, we're going to give you seven pills. I was like, great. When can I pick them up? They're like, tomorrow. Hey, we'll call you with a price. I'm like, call me with a price. Why can't you just give me the yeah, price? Yeah, because that works out well. What? <laughs> $42 a pill. Oh, my gosh, man. $300. I didn't buy it. I was what? like, that ain't worth $300. I'll sweat it out. You know what I mean? And it's pure profit. And, and you may say, well, it's supply and demand. Hold on. They have been making millions, possibly billions of doses for decades, handing them out third world countries, no problem whatsoever on supply, no problem whatsoever on getting it to people for cheap. But now all of a sudden they figure out, oh, well, this can help with COVID. And now it's $42 a pill. Well, my physician mm. said to, to yesterday or the day before, whatever it was, 
She said, it's actually pennies in Peru. I'm like, well, then send me to Peru. You're right. It'd be cheaper to go to Peru. <laughs> fly there, fly back. Bro, we, we may have just stumbled on a golden opportunity to make money. Self-evident ivermectin <laughs> for sale very soon. <laughs> Give us two weeks to get down to Peru. Just we'll be back. Boxes of stuff. <laughs> carrying cases <laughs> there's got to be a law against that somewhere because there's a law against everything okay um before we get into it uh i do want to hit up our sponsor equipping the persecuted go to equipping the and dang it this is um relevant for today and what we're going to be talking about but in nigeria christian villages are being attacked people are being killed for their faith they're being maimed for their faith Equipping the persecuted steps up. They are there within 48 hours to give aid, to give medical aid, to give prayer support, to be there with people, to give financial resources where they can't. They are there. So go to equippingthepersecuted.com, sign up to become a monthly sponsor, help them help your brothers and sisters in Christ where they're being attacked, where they're on the front lines of persecution. EquippingThePersecuted.com, amazing organization, amazing people who run it. We love them. We are super supportive, and we urge you go out to them and start supporting. And maybe you want to get more involved. Contact them by all means, all right? So EquippingThePersecuted.com. All right, Israel, um, we're going to blast right into it because this is kind of big news. So, on Saturday, Hamas militants, there uh, also reports Hezbollah is attacking from the north. Uh, they have attacked and rushed into Israel. They launched thousands of rockets in a coordinated land and air assault, and then dozens used motor-powered hang gliders to parachute down into a crowd of partiers who were attending a festival near the Gaza Strip. This, is, this attack on the festival is kind of being described as the moment that started it all. Uh, festival, festival was called a music festival for peace. At least 260 were killed at the festival itself. Over 50 were also taken captive. Uh, militants came from the air. 50 or more terrorists had arrived in vans dressed in military uniforms, came through the exits, killing people. They were shooting at people, people in their cars, ramming cars, trying to catch people who were running. It, it was an all out assault. Um, Along with those at the rave being taken captive, Hamas began going door-to-door -door in certain areas, also capturing civilians and killing people. We'll get to all that in a second. Um, right now, the numbers, which these numbers are going to go up, obviously. Yeah, I but, heard 1,000, but... Yeah, yeah, so so we'll go with 1,000. I have more than 700 right here, but more than 1,000, I'm sure, confirmed dead, at least 2,500 injured. That's probably 3,000 now at least, right? Uh, it's being reported that other terrorist organizations, including the Taliban, are working to send militants. And, of course, those who wish to wipe Israel off the map are celebrating. And plenty of our own politicians and talking heads have given all of their milk toast responses. And, of course, then you have the warmongers who are out in full force. Um, just a small snapshot. Rashida Tlaib blamed the apartheid system. Of course, she gave lip service to, oh, violence is horrible. But it's the apartheid system and billions from the U.S. that caused this, right? Uh, Jennifer Rubin, columnist, blamed the GOP, insinuating that Hamas was just waiting for there to be gridlock in the American Congress. Because that's a smart take. That is the dumbest. It's 
They were Absolute waiting for Congress stupid. to be at gridlock yeah. to attack. Are you are, are you serious? I mean, this is what we're talking about. They don't even care that something's going on. Like, let's go give billions and billions to, what is it, Ukraine? Yeah. Right? But here we are, and nobody's saying, well, the reason that Russia is invading Ukraine is because they were waiting for Congress to be at a standstill. This is ridiculous. Exactly. And and to to imagine that Hamas cares that much about whether or not Kevin McCarthy is in office. Well, McCarthy's in. We can't do it. Oh, oh, they might get rid of him. Oh, they got rid of him. Let's go. Yeah, there's dissension in between the Republicans and Democrats. That hasn't happened before. You know what I mean? It's just opportune. It just happened. Uh, Even the Tlaib. Can you explain what apartheid system is? So apartheid is is class separation or race separation, right? So we talk about apartheid in South Africa. It was basically the separation of two peoples and enforced through law. What Tlaib's talking about is... Palestine versus Israel. Oh, well, Israel is oppressing and occupying the Palestinian people. They just want to be left alone. They just want to be free. If you would stop Israel oppressing these people, then everything would be hunky-dory. If you would just back up, give them the West Bank, give them Gaza Strip, whatever, they would be happy. I love how it's like... it, it It's... I'm going to say it because this we're here. It's victim blaming. Oh, if you just wouldn't dress that way, you wouldn't get attacked, right? If, if you wouldn't have put yourself in that situation, they wouldn't do that if to you. If you Christians wouldn't believe what you believe, these young trans people wouldn't commit suicide. Yeah, they, would, they wouldn't be killing themselves. I mean... It's, it's your fault. And that's literally it's, what it's Tlaib's literally, saying. Literally, you're a terrorist for believing something now. Yep. You're a terrorist. Welcome. <laughs> It's and this 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 Talib comment is I would what say this, this it's an absolute ludicrous joke with you're gonna have AOC come out basically the same line Ilhan Omar you're gonna have a bunch of, of Democrats course, that Omar's basically take be on the side of yeah dude and and I don't even know if she's said anything yet I should look that funny up. funny how but. we will we won't support Russia for going into Ukraine but they'll support Palestine. And Hamas, great point. for going into Israel. Great point, right? Because Israel's smaller. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll blame Israel for occupying territory. You could say the same thing about Ukraine. Yeah, they Russia occupied the Donbass and, yeah, and, you're, and you're, Crimea. And, dude, it's this is this is all a political game, and it always happens under Democrat rule. Right. Well, it's happened for both, right? But every single time they're pushing some kind of war machine. Yes. and it works. And and I want to get into a little bit of where I think this goes. Um, but we do want to talk like, okay, how did it happen? Cause you and I were talking last night, you had sent me a video and I, I want to get into that because in the, the chaos of war, there's always going to be questions, right? The qu- number one question everybody's got is how did this happen? Israel with iron dome defense with, they're always on edge because everybody hates them that surrounds them. Right, they they should always be on alert. So how did this happen? Where militants just start streaming into Israel, and there didn't seem to be a cohesive, coordinated response right off the bat. Um, the border wall was breached, military bases were captured. It seems as though Israel's security systems 
completely failed in recognizing this threat. Now, it has come out this morning that Iran helped Hamas plan this attack for several weeks. There's a lot of discussion about what happened and why Israel seemed to be caught so unaware. There's no way that took weeks. This took right. years right. to plan. You got to imagine you gotta all study. of this was planned. You have to you study know? the enemy, dude. Right. If you're going to breach their walls and go after certain bases, that wasn't weeks. Right. There's no way. Right. And I'm, I'm with you. And I think Israel or Israel, Iran... And this will this will get into an idea that I had Stupid this morning. Stupid media, but God yeah, dang it, man, they're such liars. Right, you can feel it when they're lying. It's like weeks. Are you stinking kidding? Oh, me? they were playing it for weeks, the, the years. <laughs> Hamas has been the proxy for for Iran for decades. This conflict right? has been going on for years. Yeah, and of course they they're going to put together a plan and they're going to wait for the opportune moment. The question is, what was the opportune moment? And I want to know. I'm not saying that the Mossad is perfect, but how did the Mossad not have any idea? Or, or, and it, it kind of gets along that 9/11 line, like or the how, Pearl how did the Harbor CIA, line? yeah, or the Pearl Harbor, right? Like, was it something where it was like, no, nah, that can't be, nah, that's not going to happen, you know, that or. I'm not saying it was false flag. I'm not. I'm not going down that road. But there's questions, man. Yeah, you, <laughs> I will. I mean, there's definite. There's definite theories, and you guys know us. We won't report on something until we have facts. But this is so crazy. We knew actually. What's so unique about Mike is he's he's really on this fast. He doesn't go to the media. He doesn't do that. So Pastor Todd gets up and prays for Israel, and so yesterday at church, and Mike goes, "What happened with Israel?" I was like. <laughs> You really are hiding under a rock, aren't you, bud? I am. This I, is my guy. This is the guy that does all the podcast maps. And he's like, what happened to Israel? I'm like, uh, they got bombed, bro. Like, they got attacked. And he was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, you really are on a fast right now. Bro. That was insane. <laughs> so Pastor Todd, first thing, basically first thing out of his mouth is, we're going to pray for Israel. And I text Massey immediately. I'm like, what happened? Question mark. Yeah, and I didn't see and, your text. And, yeah. And I caught Massey after the service because he hadn't responded. I was like, dude, what happened in Israel? He's like, Hamas, or, or, or you said Israel got attacked. Yeah, I said there it was Hamas. 500 and- people dead. I was like, whoa. Because I figured, okay, there was some type of attack. But no, hear me out. It's kind of par for the course for Israel to get attacked. Bus bombs, car bombs. Rockets, they get it. They actually, right? they get it often, don't they? They they do, right? So, so in my head, it's like, okay, something serious must have happened because this doesn't become normal. Well, this doesn't become news unless it's big. The reason why it became news is because I think it was Netanyahu who declared war. Right. So when he did that, it was like, oh boy, this is right. not. This isn't just a another attack, attack. Or, or whatever. He said, no, we're at war. Yeah, and that's if it was just a festival got attacked. You're right. Like. I don't know that it would have kind of stopped world news it, for for a day. Oh, a festival gets attacked by terrorists. That would have been a headline that was normal, but you're right. Like land, sea, and air. They're being attacked from the north by Hezbollah. They're being attacked through the Gaza Strip by Hamas. Iran, now it's... it's who denies that Iran was in some way, shape, or form behind this, Right. Here's my thought, and I want your thought on this because I do have the biblical points on this. I, I will say, Anthony Blinken, thank you for calling on Hamas 
to ceasefire. Yeah, yeah. Because they were not only waiting for Congress to be in, in stymie <laughs> against each other, they were waiting for Anthony Blinken to say, we're calling on a ceasefire. <laughs> Man, I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna respond to that quick. I just want to say thank you for doing that. Thank you for making your position known. Because according to your other colleague, they don't give a crap what Congress does. They're waiting for y'all to be at a standstill. Yeah. So hey, now that we're at a standstill, you can come out and say we're calling for a ceasefire. Right. Hey guys. Hey hey guys. I just want to say. Now now that this is all like happening, could you just Yeah, like, you killed ceasefire? What'd you write? You killed your Jews, you got <laughs> yeah. your festivals, you got your little parade. Yeah. Fine. You go back home. You go back home now. Cheapers. <laughs> right? Like I, I saw him come out and like, hey, can we have a ceasefire? It's like you <laughs> you worm. <laughs> Jeez, Netanyahu's out there going, we are going to... I I gotta admit, there was a part of me that was like, one word, Israel, Dresden. Look it up, Dresden, right? You'll know. Go go scorched earth. That that was part of my my reaction, was like, scorched earth. Because I saw a video of them destroying a building in Palestine. I was like, you left a lot of buildings standing. Just go for those too. Like nobody in Palestine has sympathy towards you. They're all celebrating this attack. They hate you. At some point, just level ground, dude. Like, and that's that's the impassioned part of me of like it gets frustrating to see the world look at Israel and go, Well, you you brought it on yourself. They're trying to exist. Now, have they been perfect? No. Right? And yeah, I get it. You're Christian, so of course you support Israel. Yes. But at some point, it's like, okay, everybody hates you. Nobody wants you to, not nobody, but half the world is saying, we don't want you to exist. At some point, like, go scorched earth. Just just stop with the, well, we're going to hit targeted air. Just blow them all up. <laughs> Be done with it. <laughs> The opinions, the opinions here expressed <laughs> are, are solely mine. That's they're fine. not. They're not the opinions of everyone. <laughs> and war is not never my thing. But in this instance, I agree with Mike Sonoma. <laughs> I, I will say, I was sitting here. I'm like, do I agree with that? Do I? Yeah. Do I agree with that? How? If you're gonna go in, go in. Yep. If they're gonna come and attack you, they got a thousand of. Uh, tally we right. don't know the real report yet you know who knows I, I just saw a thousand i think it was yesterday last night it was a thousand but if you're attacked attack you attack. know that's defend your, defend your people and i think what gets me is i but I, I i i'm not the president of the country right i'm not looking at the welfare of the country i'm not looking at can you imagine that decision of we're going to war right. can you imagine like i'm now i'm sending my sons my daughters I'm sending people's nephews and nieces, granddaughters, grandsons, and I'm putting my whole country at right. risk. Right. For other allies of Palestine to come in and try to. So you're, you're you, that's a big call. You got to trust, you know, the Lord or whatever. I mean, if you're, it, it, this is why it, we think, man, you know, I'll say this kudos to President Trump. You didn't see Russia pulling this crap with Trump. No. You didn't see Palestine pulling this crap with Trump. No. You didn't see. There's something about strong leadership. I mean, when he came out, God forgive me, when he came out and said, I'm going to bomb the shit, you know what I mean? When he <laughs> right? said that, it was like, 
He probably <sighs> he probably would. And he, he was would, crazy enough to do he it. He would have got Congress to do it. Yep. He he would have. He would have done it. And it's like, look, I'm not for war. Now, I'm with you. Don't mistake, I'm with you. Don't mistake me here. I've never been a war guy. I'm not a warmonger. I'm not into that because I think it's uh pretty pretty ridiculous. We can't in technology today uh handshake with other, you know one another. But they didn't pull this crap when he was in office. Were they waiting for Congress to be in stymie or waiting for Joe to be more dilapidated? Right. That's and that that gets into you look at these proxy wars going on, and it's kind of like, and I, I put in the map, you know what comes next? Taiwan. I October, and this this is what really makes me nervous. October and I think it's April are the best months for China to attack Taiwan because the seas are the calmest and, and there's not as much storm and weather patterns and all of that. So they've kind of narrowed down of like the best opportunity for China is October and April. Well, we're in the first third of October. So you watch Russia attack Ukraine. So America starts diverting all of its funds and its resources to Ukraine. We are depleting ourselves for <coughs> Ukraine. Now, Iran, through proxies, attacks Israel. So now the U.S. has a choice to make. We've even sent naval ships as a fleet to their, their waters, right, to kind of show the American presence. So now we have to answer the question, are we going to start sending funds and in, in arms to them? I'm telling you, dude, I firmly believe that China is locked and loaded. So they're making a power move here soon. I think they will. I think this is now when China will move on Taiwan because they're looking at the U.S. going, well, you're embroiled in Ukraine. Now you're going to get yourself embroiled in Israel. You're spread too thin. You'd, and call me conspiracy theorists, but is it coordinated between the three of them and other powers? Russia, China, Iran, right? Very much enemies of the U.S., Countries who want to see the the power of America depleted, depleted, right? Yeah, make us a, a third or a second world country type of thing. And think about it. All of it aligns with their objectives. Russia has wanted for a long time that area in Ukraine. Heck, they probably want all of Ukraine. Why not? China has wanted Taiwan ever since Taiwan separated. Iran has always wanted the destruction of Israel, right? It makes sense that there were probably backroom talks between the three of them going, okay, America is the one country that stands in our way of us getting what we want. Yeah, and let's do it. Let's do it with a Sally president, a Sally vice president, an insane Sally-ish feeble Congress. Yep. Why not? They're, they're, We're freaking worried about telling our kids to cut their penises off over exactly. here. Exactly. And have a whole month dedicated to it rather than focusing on what's going on Thank globally. You. Of course they're coming after it. Yeah. Dude, they wanted this. This is all that Gramsci bull crap. Mm -hmm. This is that European style bull crap we've been putting in our schools for years. It's what it is. Yeah. And we're 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 literally destroying our children and they're coming at us saying it's your fault for not accepting me. No, you know what you know what you know what our fault was as parents? We didn't spank Good you. Point. That was our fault. We didn't discipline you. We didn't put our fingers in your face and say, no, you're gonna listen to mom and dad. 
because you're entrusted to me as the father and the mother. You're entrusted to us. It was our fault we didn't discipline in the, in, the, in the virtues of God. It was our fault that we let the ball drop. It was our fault. That's where our fault is. Don't blame your Sally, pansy, Barbie bullcrap when you're a dude on me, okay? Because what we're doing for our children is I'm raising men to be men. That's what my job is to do. And in America, we're over here worried about, oh my gosh, I can't call them that pronoun. Sarah was telling me yesterday she left her job because they started saying it's strongly encouraged that you put your pronouns after your signatures from now on as managers and all this other woke crap. Do you think anybody cares, really? Do you think people go to Planet Fitness and go, gee, I wonder if they're using their pronouns? Right. I don't like that the people who work at Planet Fitness don't have their pronouns on their tag. And this is just one issue. This is one issue. We don't know how to get our finances in order in America. We don't know what our schools are doing. Literally, dude, our school boards are blowing up right now because parents are actually giving a crap and we're going uh -huh. in there taking our schools back. We have Congress that is derelict of duty. We have states that are all screwed up, especially California, New York, and others. Chicago can't even keep its own streets safe. And then they're saying, we got to keep our borders shut. I mean, that's, the, that's what's going on in America. This is prime opportunity for them to attack and us not get involved. Absolutely. You weaken a nation so far, this is what happens. And they're, they are sharks in the water right now. They know we're, we're on the decline. They know that our, our superpower status over the world is teetering, dude. And could you imagine the leaders of Iran, Russia, and China getting together and going, they're more concerned about transgenderism in their military than they are about being strong. So true. Their, their debt they're so is massive. You know they're, what China, Russia, and all of them are thinking? They're so daggum confused yeah. and so stupid. They can't even tell their boys that they're boys right. and their girls that they're girls. Now's the time. Now's the time. They're that confused? Right. And you look at the reserve currency talks that are going on with the BRICS nations, right? Brazil, Russia, India, China, right? Uh, there is something... I would not be surprised if all of this is coordinated. And you know me. You know I, I don't tend to be that, like, there's people in back rooms coordinating all of this. But it just seems to line up so well that the three of them could get their objective solved, plus it's a win-win. If America does nothing, America has proven it has no strength left in the world. Because it's, it's left its allies, right? And we got in too deep with Ukraine, and we're recognizing it, and that's that's part of the problem. Israel is one of our strongest allies. If we don't go to bat for them, let alone Taiwan, we've proven to the world that Russia, China, and right. Iran can do whatever they want. If we get pulled in, we don't have the stomach for it. We don't have the morale for it. We don't have the resources for it. We don't have the, the foundations for it. They will wipe the map with us. And, and oh, you're not America? America will Bro, have you seen us lately? We're more concerned about our transgender spokesperson for the Navy than we are about somebody actually being able to shoot a gun. And train good. And You look right? how China and Russia and them are training their soldiers? Exactly. Shoot, dude. You, you, you can tell me all day long, but they, dude, weaken us? You got the world. So is this a call for uh, doom and gloom? No. I trust the living God. This is what I love about the Lord. When he said in Deuteronomy, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I will trust in the name of the living God. I don't trust in the military, bro. I trust in the Lord.
I trust in the Iron Curtain that God will provide us. I trust that I'm his kid. I trust that we're the remnant of his. I trust that he's, he's done all and will do all to fulfill his will in this earth. Dude, you think God couldn't say stop? Okay, China, stop. You know, right. he can do, dude. He can do anything he wants. You know what's so crazy is um, these superpowers have to force their way to be superpowers. You know what America did? It defended its superpower. Ooh, that's Everyone good. has to force and flex their muscles. America, for the first hundred years, didn't have to do that. America depended on the sovereignty of God. This is, we've been getting comments. We had this video on a short oh, about yeah. history yeah. and slavery. And, and just, you know what's so crazy is people take out of that, and I literally put it in there. These are all classic cases of hearing what you wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. They, I'm, I'm Mexican. They were saying that I was saying that everybody that came was white. I never said that. It was weird, right? Yeah. But here's what's crazy. They're focused on slavery, which, okay, focused on slavery. You know what I'm focusing on? We were the first country started on the premise that we're going to stop slavery. We're going to do that. We're going to get rid of it. We were the first nation to do it. So my focus is, okay, we were still sinful people. We still had a lot to do. But God somehow intervened, and we protected rights and liberties in America. In America, you, don't have to, you didn't have to flex your muscle. They saw something great in America that was worth fighting for. So now you have Russia, you have Iran, you have China, China, you have these superpowers that they they look scary. They do. But if I've learned anything in history, it doesn't take a majority to prevail. It doesn't. They can come at us and it's like, Lord, I know it's going to be hell and war, but I know you're going to intervene. I know it. You have to. I'm not a, I'm not a pre-trib guy. I'm not waiting for him to come back to pull me out of this. I'm ready to go through it. I am. I don't know about my sons yet. We've raised them as best we can. And when we got to go through it, I can promise you I strap a gun to my son. He'll go out and fire. He'll shoot if he has to. I was thinking about that uh, last night. I'm proud night, of him. Last night, just like it may come to that where we're might, on our own soil. Dude, you know, we like. We got our defense. Listen, you know? Russia makes a move. And China at the same time first. Those two will butt heads first. And then, right. At some point, they'll lead th- each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. So am I saying there's going to be a war against America soon? Russia and China would be too prideful to partner up with each other. They'd be, to me, they'd be too much, to me. Yeah. They'd be too much at odds. Then you have this whole Hamas, we believe God in the whole thing, in the middle of all that. <laughs> you think they're going to stay out of that? Right. And I I wouldn't be surprised. And. I, for those of you who stop speaking death, I'm, I'm just exploring the topic, okay? I would not be surprised if it gets hairy enough to where there's an agreement with our enemies of, okay, now's the time. Let's attack the homeland. Let's go after them, right? And it could be all out, right? It, it very well could be all out. Or they, re- they recognize, okay, if we attack... It gets nuclear, and we're all going to get really scarred out of this. So if we don't attack America and we just keep attacking their allies, we can break it down through a different form of warfare. I get, I get what you're you saying. I mean? It's making us weaker. Yeah, exactly. But because we're, we're spread out too thin. Yep. And, mm. and Makes sense. Draw, draw weakness or, or draw strength from us and make us weaker by hitting our allies, hitting us across the world, hitting hitting the old right. old belief systems about us. But I think this gets into like you and I have talked about 
where's your faith, right? Dude. Is your faith in the nation's supposed strength and the military and all that, or is your faith in the Lord? Dude, I can't. Right? Yeah, I can't think about... I So so a strong man under a weak leader, you, you, you can't trust it. No. So if Joe and all these guys up there are our leadership, I'm sorry, I don't trust them. No. So no, I'm not going to put my trust in America. I'm not going to put my trust in some dude in China. Dude, you can have all the armies in the world, all the armies in the world, uh, Putin and Russia. I don't... It's really crazy to say it, but I'm really not scared. I'm not. Thank you. Go with that. I'm not scared, and, and I'll tell you why. I just trust in the Lord that if this is America's time to stop, that God has a plan for it. I got to trust that for this little season. You know why people get, to me, I think why people get afraid, they have regrets. Can I go with this for a minute? Yes, please. I think you're hitting a very important line. A lot of our fears aren't just because we're going to miss our family. Our fears are, did we do everything that we could? So we stand before God and say, I did everything I was supposed to. How many of us have the fruit to say, man, I'm confident to go into heaven's gates, that we trust in the sovereignty of Jesus? How many of us are confident in that? Seriously confident. Because if you were and you died, you'd be like, I'm with God in glory. To live this is, is my Christ, time. to die Dude, is yeah. Yeah, that may sound morbid to you, but it's true. Yeah. I'm confident to stand with the Lord because of the cross of Jesus Christ that my sons have made the decision to stand before Christ and say, you are my Lord. I'm confident in that fact that if it's my time, it's my time. But here's, here's what else I'm confident. I was praying about this this morning with Isaiah. We're in the car. Lord, there's still too much to do. There's still too much to do. We've accomplished, but Lord, there's much to do. Give me the vision for that. Give Mike the vision for that. Give Carrie the vision for that. Let's go out there and kill this thing. Let's go do this. No pun intended. Let's go, let's go do what we're called to do. Many people live in fear because they regret. They don't, they fear death more than they fear Christ. They fear death more than they fear more actually literally fear God. They, they fear death more than getting their hearts exposed before God. And I, I think the depths of that goes into a fear of of as they're doing something, a deep down recognition of yep. this wasn't the way I was supposed to go. Right. Why'd I do this? Right. And, and man, if you can live with free conscience, with open, clean conscience before the Lord, it, it's a whole different pathway because all of a sudden it's like, man, I, I ran the race. I, I did well. I, I was kept, faithful. I kept, I kept the faith. I kept the you faith. You just said something really good. You, 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 you realize this wasn't supposed to end this way. Because you built your foundations on sand. You didn't put them on Christ. No matter what you're doing, how it ends is in his hands, not yours. You don't trust him with how you're going to end. See? Yeah. People get in fear because they don't trust that God has their end. They trust that he, they had his beginning. They had our, our, our beginning, but not our end. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. When you trust him with the end... You can face anything, and you're not afraid. You're not I, afraid of it. This segues into one of the things I wanted to talk about. One of the things that really bugged me was the the Hamas has obviously a high objective of capturing people, right? So they they captured 
50 or more at the festival. They were going door to door, capturing civilians, right? Young women, especially. And it's like, how many of those women are going to disappear? Right? Right. Slave trade. Sell them, make money, hand them out to terrorist fires, that kind of thing. It's like, and if, if you think about it, how many of those people, men and women, but especially those women, their life absolutely changed permanently. Yep. Permanently. Dragged away, never to go home again, right? And that's, that's biblical account because you look at the Old Testament, when the prophets were going to the nation, you're going to get dragged away from your homeland. Yep. You will never see your homeland again, right? And and you put yourself in their shoes, like, could you... And this is why I thought it was so important that you pointed out that idea of, like, how many of those women went to that festival wanting to have a good time, wanting to fulfill pleasure, desire, all of that? Sure. Left family, one of them... One of the the bigger cases, a German woman, she had a four-year-old son at home. And she goes off to this rave, this party, and there's there's grotesque, uh, mature audience images of her possibly dead, right? And it's like, take a moment, because when when you... Don't give up everything to the Lord. You're trying to hold on to things. That's right. And so then you try to fulfill desire, but that's why I think there's something deep down in us that the regrets build, especially if you're caught in that type of situation and your life changes, right? Or you're killed and then you're facing the Lord and there's no turning back. Whereas the Christian, the, the God-fearing, spirit-filled old school style Christian, I mean old school like Acts 2 church type Christian, they carry something different in right. them, even in the midst of that. Lord, it's up to you. Truth. I'm, I'm, you're with me wherever I go. Right. Not that it's not painful or suffering, but... Right, but in the midst of that, I know you're with me. Right. So give me the mission I'm called to do. Thank you. You put... The Bible says we're workmanship of God created under good works. Well, shoot, I know you have my end, well, get me on the path, Lord, so that I know my end isn't, it doesn't matter. I know I'm going with you. So give me the path, Lord, to glorify you. How do I glorify you in this moment? Whereas right. most people will talk about, this is the end. You have it here, the deal with Gog and Magog and attacking yep. Israel. We're worrying about all this prophecy stuff. Listen, what is your mission now? Save souls, honor the Lord, right? Keep your family, do everything the Bible says. Make sure the churches are fulfilled right. Make sure that they walk and operate in honor. Make sure that they're not only doing the good works, but that they love God first. All those things, all those things are supposed to happen. What is your mission in between that? Just that thing. What happens with Israel and the end of the world and all that stuff, that's not really not our concern. We're supposed to go pray for Israel. I believe America should defend Israel. I believe that's our job. I believe that's what we're supposed to do. I believe there's blessing in that. I believe there's blessing in that too. I really do. So we should do that. But when we're seeing other countries do what they do, immediately the prophets are like, well, this is what the Bible says and Notice a lot of them don't get it right anyway. Yeah. They don't get it right. So what should our focus be? Let's go get Israel. Let's go help them. Let's go stave this stuff away. Let's get out of the Ukraine bull crap. That was something we should have not been involved in. I'm telling you, Trump was in office. They didn't pull this crap. There's something about strength, man. There's something. 
Call them crazy. Call You call us nuts. You say you guys are defending Orange Man. Fine, do it. But they didn't pull this crap when he was in office. I'm saying there's something about strength. There's something about someone saying, don't move. Don't move. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with America. Do you think Trump would have gotten involved in Ukraine? Do you honestly think that? <laughs> no. He'd have been like, dude, no. I ain't wasting money. Right? I'm not doing that. <laughs> he's, he's smart like that. Yeah. But we have the incompetency, right? But even in Revelation, uh, you know, you're talking about here, Revelation 38 and 39 and Revelation, or I'm Ezekiel, sorry, Ezekiel 38. and Revelation yeah. 20. You can go through it, but I just, it's it's interesting what you wrote here. We only got a few minutes, but I really want you to go through it. Yeah. So, and, and I've, I've got to give credit to uh, <coughs> gotquestions.org because they, they pulled, they, they did pretty well. I appreciate what they did. And Revelation 27 through 10 deals with Gog and Magog attacking Israel, but this really seems to be after the millennial reign. Some people will say we're in the millennial reign currently. I have a hard time believing that that was a thousand years of peace without Satan having his hand in things, right? And and there's other problems with right, that right, interpretation. Right, right. So Revelation seems to be a different situation, especially the value of Megiddo, you know, Armageddon. But Ezekiel 38, 39, it deals with more of a shrouded topic of Gog and Magog being raised against Israel. So in the Battle of Ezekiel 38-39, the armies come primarily from the north and involve only a few nations of the earth. Now, you may say, well, it's not coming from the north primarily. We're just getting started. That's what you have to remember. And I do find it interesting that Blinken went to Turkey, of all nations, said, hey, can you talk to them? Like, I, there's something in me that's like, ooh, that's odd, because Gog and Magog seems to reference Russia, Iran, and Turkey. Wow. Right? And some people have wrapped China up into that, give or take. There's no mention of Satan in the context of Ezekiel 38 and 39. Revelation 27, the context clearly places the battle at the end of the millennium with Satan as the primary character. Ezekiel 39 states that the dead will be buried for seven months. There would be no need to bury the dead if the battle in Ezekiel 38 is the one described in Revelation. For immediately following Revelation 20 is the great white throne judgment, right? So we, we must be talking about two different battles from Ezekiel to Revelation. Then the present heaven and earth are destroyed, etc. for Revelation. Battle in Ezekiel 38-39 is used by God to bring Israel back to him. Right, right. In Revelation 20, Israel has been faithful to God for a thousand years, a.k.a. the millennial kingdom. Also, in Ezekiel's prophecy, Gog will be the leader of a great army that attacks the land of Israel, which is peaceful and unsuspecting at the time. Gog is described as the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshesh, and Tubal. When will Ezekiel's battle of Gog and Magog occur? A couple of theories. Before the tribulation, during the first part of the seven-year tribulation, blah, blah, blah. According to Ezekiel, Magog will not win. God will interfere to preserve Israel. There shall be a great earthquake. Every man's sword will be against his brother, and God will pour down torrents of rain, hailstone, and burning sulfur on Gog and on his troops and on the many nations with him. The result is that the nations will see God's greatness and holiness. Could Gog and Magog be Russia, Iran, and Turkey? Could be. I, at the end of it, I basically say, if we see like massive natural occurrences like earthquakes and hailstone, and we know this is it then. We know that this is that event. Um, and either way, the question is our response, and I'm glad you you said that because I don't mind going into the prophecy and going into the theories and all that, but at some point, like, we get we miss the forest for the trees because we see it as like, oh, well, is it it? Is it not? Is it? Is it not? 
what matters is your relationship with the Lord on all of this, right? Yeah. Now, yep. if, if you put gun to my head and said, okay, do you think this is Ezekiel 38? I think it could be shaping up to be. I, there's Now, I, I was not alive for like 1973 and all of that, but what I find interesting is there's Russia, Iran, Turkey seem to be in the prominent positions of the world affairs right now. And like I was saying before, the backdoor deals that I'm convinced went on between Russia, Iran, and China, it's like, boy, that seems rather biblical in its own front, you know? And I, I could be off. I don't know. I don't think you're off. And this is the kind of stuff that I stay out of, um, not because I don't care, but because I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? The world affairs like that. Um, and it's, I'm learning so much just reading and uh, studying it thoroughly. Mm -hmm. um, could it be the end, dude? <laughs> yes, I mean, of course it could be. You know, do we do we feel? Uh, you know, Pastor Jan just said it's an accelerated rate. Yeah, I mean, to me, when I see things accelerate like this, it means the enemy's scared and he's overplaying his hand. So it's like I always see that as a sign when things happen so quickly. Where I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 what's going on here, right? What's 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 the thing behind the curtain? Where's Oz? You know, he's got to dominate like that. So, you know, the nation sold us out pretty good uh, so far. Could this be the end? I mean, could this be that battle? Sure. Uh, here's what I know. Are we ready for it? Are we ready to stand before the Lord? And, you know, I've had to take inventory myself. You know, things that I do, don't do, all these other things. Yeah, that's really where it puts me in my mindset, Lord. If you're ready to come back, I just keep my lamp trimmed and mm -hmm. you know doing my thing. One way or another. That's not a cop out. That's not a give up. That's a Lord. Until you tell me what to do, there's nothing I can do. Until you tell me move, mm -hmm. let's go. You know, let's do it. But right now, America needs people educated on what America should be. America needs preachers right now, saving Americans because Americans are lost in politics. Americans are lost in gender identity. Mm -hmm. They're lost at the border. They're lost at all these things. We have a lot of work to do as Christians. Yeah, we do. So I can focus on what's going on in Israel, and that's a sign. That's a sign. Okay, if that's Ezekiel 38, fine. We've got souls to save right now, man. We've got things to do. And if God comes back, great. But let him find us, let him find us in his service. Mm -hmm. That's something I think we should be thinking about. You know what I mean? And that's, at the end of the day... You know, like we're saying, that's the most important part. And it it eases the burden because what happens is people get so entrenched in all this <coughs> prophecy stuff that they forget what they're supposed to be doing day by day Agreed. and they get burdened down by the worries and the paranoia. Is this it? Is this going to be the end? Is it... Man, God's sovereign, right? But you you walk in a whole different peace when you recognize and realize, like, you're not in control of it. And that, that's not a bad thing, you know? You, you can still be his kid, and the world can go to hell in a handbasket. So we got to get going. Um, but obviously pray for Israel. That's our stance. And now is really the time to be determining with your own walk with God where are you at. And... Not because I think the world's going to end tomorrow, but there's no time like the present to figure out where are you at with the Lord, because that worry, that anxiety, that fear, that should be a driver towards the Lord, because you're recognizing something's off that you can't control. 
and there is a peace in walking with him. And so we, you know, accept Christ. Uh, you can't do it on your own, and you're going to stand before God yep. one day. You will stand before God. And if you have not accepted Christ, you don't have somebody next to you saying, I paid that. You'll have to pay it yourself. And so we deeply, deeply pray and encourage that if you have not accepted Christ, now's your chance. Now's the time. And walk with him. Become his disciple. And you will find life abundant in this life and the next. But really, at the core of it is God loves you so much, he gave up his son for you to commune with you, to be reunited with you, to be able to be with you again. And so we, we deeply encourage you, walk with Christ. If you've been kind of going to church on Sundays and that's about it, now's your chance to really reflect with the Lord. So Friday, we will see you guys on Friday and 10 a.m., be normal rolling podcast. We do have a bit different format, but you'll get to enjoy something new, right? Mike's responses are the best. Oh, <laughs> this is the YouTube one. Yeah, it just y'all come at us, man. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. It's so dumb what people comment, man. Right. Right. Like, are you even hearing anything? No, people are hear you what they like, want to. Dude, seriously. People totally hear what they Good want to. Good night. It's funny, just seeing some of these, just what you just did there. <laughs> You're making sense out of this whole thing by some thousand-year-old context or in a text. It's like, you missed the word could be. I don't know. <laughs> it's prophecy, like, bro. We don't know if right? this is or not. We're just saying this could be. We don't know. We're not, we're not trying to make sense out of anything. Dude, war doesn't make sense. America, listen, again, you're worried about us talking about a war that the Bible might be talking about, and you're the one probably promoting that kids should sex change. (laughs) Who's confused now? Who's justifying that? Seriously, get your head on right. Folks, if you're going to comment, just analyze where you're at right now. You're born with a penis, you're a male. If you don't have one, you're a female. That's it, right? If, If... Man, woman, marriage. There is no other marriage under God's eyes. That's what the Bible says, right? Very simple. You lie, you steal, you cheat, you do all these things. That's sin before God. The Bible says you'll stand before him in judgment. It's very simple. You walk holy, he will be with you. If you don't walk holy, he will not be with you. Matter of fact, men, if you're not handling your marriage right, the Bible says even your prayers are hindered. If you don't provide for your wife, you're worse than It's very simple, and we complicate it because we want to conform to us. It's very simple. We want to right conform there. us. That's it. Right there. So before you comment, think this through. Think what you're saying through. Don't be dumb and comment something dumb. I love you. I love you. I do. Please quit it. Quit it. <laughs> you're only wasting your time and you're making yourself look foolish. Thank you. Done. Done. God bless. Have we'll a see great you guys next week. week. <laughs> see you guys. Love y'all. <laughs> Good night.